Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. So we're on this journey together. The title of this message is Groundwork. We're going to look at Luke chapter 1, verse 1 through 25. Let's go ahead and jump in. Luke chapter 1, verse 1 through 4. It says, Inasmuch as many have taken in hand a set in order, a narrative of those things which have been fulfilled among us, just as those from whom the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word delivered them to us, it seemed good to me also, having a perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write to you an orderly account, most excellent Theophilus, that you may know the certainty of those things in which you were instructed. And so Paul, and we covered this a little bit last time, but excuse me, not Paul, but Theophilus was a, a guy, you know, Luke writes to him. We know that by this title that he gives him, this isn't something you just say of anybody most excellent. It's, it's what you would say to somebody who is some sort of a dignitary or somebody who had a Roman place within the government. And so here's, here's a, some sort of diplomat or official or something like that. Many think that he was Paul's defense lawyer and that Luke and Acts were actually written as part of Paul's case towards the defense of Christianity, kind of to prove to Caesar that Christianity is legitimate. I don't know if that's the case or not. But whatever the case is, Luke's relationship with Theophilus changes from Luke to Acts because he starts out with most excellent Theophilus, and then in Acts he says just simply, O Theophilus. And so he gives him more of a a personal type of a greeting. And so their relationship changed. It's possible that Theophilus wasn't a believer and became a believer, or maybe they were both believers and their relationship just grew. But whatever the case is. Uh, And so why, he says, there's many accounts. There's been many accounts made. And we know that there's accounts, right? We have Matthew, we have Mark, and we have John, besides Luke. And of course, we don't know if if John was written before or after the book of Luke. Some say before, some say after, but it doesn't matter. We already had a couple accounts. Why another one? Why would God see fit to have Luke, this historian, not, not somebody who was an eyewitness himself, but a historian, go and compile this information for eyewitnesses so that he could write this book? Now, perhaps for Paul's defense, But beside that, there's some interesting and compelling things. Now, the early church discovered, as they read through the Gospel of Matthew, the Gospel of Mark, the Gospel of Luke, and the Gospel of John, that each one had its own flavor. In fact, each book of the Gospels, the four Gospels, kind of showed Jesus in a different light. Now, of course, we know that Matthew, Mark, and Luke are called the synoptic gospels. That word synoptic comes from the same root as synonym. They are kind of the same. They follow the same storyline. Each has its own details and different details, but they kind of follow the same storyline where John does not. And, And of course, John would tell us in his gospel that if all the things that Jesus had done and said were written in books that I suppose the whole, excuse me, the books would fill the whole world, that the world couldn't contain all the books that would be written about all that Jesus said or did. So John kind of picked highlights and stories in Jesus's life, and he wrote about those 
where these other guys kind of follow the same pattern. But all of them, you know, kind of start-ish with the birth. And they all end, of course, with the crucifixion and the resurrection. All of them record that. The only miracle that's recorded in all four Gospels is the feeding of the 5,000, which is interesting. But when you look at these different Gospels, you see different views, different pictures of Jesus. And the early church saw the reflection of these Gospels in the same places they found the reflection of the four faces of the cherubim. And you remember when you see the cherubim, there there are these weird angels with four faces on each side of their head. Kind of weird. And and what what, what faces were there? Well, on one side there was a lion. On the other side there was a a man. On On another side there was an eagle. On the other side there was an ox. And, and what the early church had kind of discovered or saw is that there's four depictions there. One is, is the face of a, a servant, which is the ox. One is the face of deity, which is the eagle. One is the face of human, humanity, which is the man. And one is the face of kingship, which is the lion. And they also saw those four pictures within the Gospels. Matthew establishes Jesus the king. And you see that in the genealogy in chapter 1. It establishes that he was the rightful heir to the throne of David. And that's kind of the emphasis of that genealogy. Jesus was the son of David. He was the king. He was the one who had that rightful place to the king. And then, of course, you see in Mark, their, his genealogy of Jesus. You know, Mark picturing Jesus as the servant or slave. What kind of genealogy does a slave have? It doesn't matter, does it? And so there isn't one. And so the genealogy in Mark is that there isn't one. It doesn't matter because he's, he's pictured as a slave. And it shows Jesus' servitude throughout the book, highlights that. And then, of course, Luke, he was a medical doctor. And when you go to the genealogy in Luke, it's in chapter 3, he doesn't go through Joseph, but rather goes through Mary. But confusingly, it says he lied the father of Joseph, Joseph who was supposed to be the father of Jesus. And so that gets confusing, but we will cover that when we get there. It's very exciting stuff. I don't want to spoil it now. But anyway, it goes through Mary's genealogy, shows Jesus' humanity, and Luke being a medical doctor really hones in on the humanity of Jesus. And then, of course, the genealogy in the Gospel of John is what? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It shows his direct connection to deity and so that last one shows, John shows, highlights more so Jesus' deity than any of the Gospels. And so there's a, there's a reason for all these. And of course, there's also a reason to have a witness. And of course, at the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every fact be established. And so God saw fit to give us four witnesses that testify of the things that Jesus said and did. And so Luke sees it necessary to write another account. And this is a very valuable book. He, he records a lot of things that the other ones don't. For instance, this beautiful story that we have of Zacharias and Elizabeth. So let's go ahead and look at verse 5. It says, There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judah, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah, and his wife, Elizabeth, his wife was the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. So their names, interestingly, and the Lord has remembered, is what Zacharias' name means, and then Elizabeth, God has promised. And so you you put those together, it's the Lord has remembered his promise. And they were both righteous before God. They they followed the Lord with all their heart, is what that means. And walked in the commandments and the ordinance of the Lord blameless. They they observed the law. They brought their sacrifices when they sinned. They did everything that they were supposed to do as followers of God in the Jewish religion. 
But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and they were both well advanced in years. So, so Luke introduces this couple. They're from the tribe of Levi, from the household of Aaron. Now Aaron was, of course, Moses' brother. And Aaron was the one who would be the first high priest. And so all of his descendants in their families and orders and divisions were all from the tribe of, or from the, the household of Aaron, were the priests. And so there's a difference between Levites. In order to be a, a, a priest, you have to have Levi genes, right? But in order to truly be a priest, you have to be of the tribe of Aaron. And then the Levites were the, the workers within the temple to, keep, to maintain the temple and to move the tabernacle when they were in the wilderness and all those things. But the priests were the ones who served before the Lord. And that's exactly what this man was. He was a man who was part of the priestly tribe. He was part of the, the order of Abijah. And we'll talk about that in a second. Elizabeth, his wife also from the tribe of Aaron. However, she was barren, it says. Evidently, the problem for not having a child was with her, according, according to what the Bible says here. Now, they, they were old, it says. The King James tells us, and I like that sometimes you just have to quote the King James because it's beautiful. It says, they were well stricken in years. The, the, the time, the, the years had beat them up. And you know, and the older you get, the, the more you feel that. You know, you get off the couch, you're like, oh, the years, you know, and they get you. And so they're beaten up by the years. But these were people who loved God, served God. And, and Zacharias, as I mentioned, was part of the, the order of Abijah. Now, that's a household name. And, you know, his, his great, 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 great grandfather was Abijah. And what David had done in 1 Chronicles chapter 24 is he had divided the priests into households, by their household, into 24 different courses. And so if you were part of one household or another household, then you would serve in a month with your entire family, if you will, extended family, that was part of that course. And so 24 different courses means you served once every, do the math, two years. Yeah, every two years, you, your course would serve. However, within these, there was 18,000 priests during that time. And that would make the average course of any family to be 750. Now, of course, they varied. Some families are bigger than others, but at least, you know, around 750 people within this one course, priests within this one course that could be chosen. But the problem was, is there's only 60 priests that they would select per week. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, Call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.